The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone, all of you intentional spirits. Oh my gosh, it's just such a great journey and pleasure to be part of this Unity Online Radio show it, it moves and touches my heart to hear from so many of you during the week and how you are becoming more and more of a person that is intentional. And like I, I say all the time, there's a, there's a big difference between New Year goals and, you know, the, the six things you're going to accomplish in a year. Those are all wonderful and they are maps. And they are, they come true. The power of the written word is very dynamic. Uh, having a vision board is, is just something that um, I've been doing since I was a teenager. All those things are relevant. But then there's a, there's a line, there's a door, there's a moment. When a person decides whether they simply have good intentions, they meant to, they wanted to, but then something came along or something happened or some kind of challenge and so we created this show to give people courage to don't stop even through what you perceive as the worst times in your life that's the time to pull out that list and say what can i do about this how can i move forward with this how can i make a difference like this and that's what it's all about and i am just so happy to be on the show with you today september the 23rd 2020 It's my 33rd birthday, which means um, I have had 33 real birthdays that I actually remember (laughs) that I didn't have to call somebody and say, well, what happened? Can you tell me what my birthday was like? I have been sober for 33 years. So this is a big celebratory day for me. And in order to celebrate, I needed to really bring in my new dear friend, who talks about the value of habits. And he is brilliant. He has uh, published so many books about habits and is a catalyst for changing so many lives. Welcome to my birthday party today, the one and only Stephen Sandvlis. Thank you for being here. Yay. I am so proud of you. 33 years is amazing. Oh, my God. That is that is wonderful. No, and, uh, thank and I'm, you. By the way, and by the way, I'm so honored that you let me be on the show today on this momentous day for you. I really, really am honored. Well, as, um, as I've spoken with you uh, before, um, when you when you look at uh, input coming from f- friends and family members and some of the stories don't make sense. Um, you can usually find that there's drugs and alcohol in there somewhere. Um, because when yep. a story doesn't make sense, usually uh, there's the um, middle name called addiction 
or allergy um, that keeps a person from being able to activate their common sense, you know, being mm -hmm. able to activate their, their common knowledge and addiction is, is in the way of that. And speaking of being honored, I am tremendously honored that you invited me to co-author the book, um, One Habit to Overcome to Beat Alcoholism. And I'm honored yeah, to, I think that, to be part I think of that. that. Yeah, it's, that book, I think, is going to be a game changer. And, and it's interesting, Temple, because when I started doing these series of one-habit books, exploring habits of successful people, people I call happy achievers, and the reason we call them happy achievers is these are people uh, – let me give you an example. Steve Jobs used to be one of my heroes. But then I started looking at what I could find about his life, and he was super, super successful in business and, of course, with Apple – but to me, it seemed he wasn't happy in the other parts of his life. And so what we do with, in my company, when we bring people in and do these books with us, we look for people that aren't happy achievers, people that are highly achieving when it comes to their business, but also their family and their God and their friends and their community and their health and all those things. They achieve highly on all those levels, and that's what we call happy achievers. And you certainly, you certainly are the epitome of a happy achiever, not just for, and, and what I love about you is the way, you, you know, you spend your life giving to others and you could see it in your soul. It just comes back and your giving just makes you shine more, which just, I think is one of the most beautiful things in the world. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you may have heard the story that John Lennon, uh, told um, a group of his friends, he said that when he started school, that his he had grown up with his mom always told him that the secret to life was happiness. And mm -hmm. so, when, you know, John embraced that. He heard it. It was kind of integrated in his being. And so when he got into first grade, the teacher asked, what is the secret to life? And he mm -hmm. said, happiness. And she wrote on his paper that he didn't understand the assignment. And he told her that she didn't understand life. <laughs> <laughs> what, what grade was he in when it happened? <laughs> I think it was the first or second grade. He was just a kid. I, I love that. I absolutely was, love that. That's the way to teach kids. I like that. <laughs> he was just a kid. And he was just very clear, you know, that, that she didn't know what she was talking about. And like unto your point, I remember going back to a, um, a high school gathering, a reunion, and I, I, I was just kind of shocked that people were talking about car types, uh, house sizes, location. You know, um, yeah. were you, you know, have you ever been married? Are you no longer married, or whatever? But nobody really talked about, are you happy? Which, like it's you, said, is the core value of. Um, of, of what we're seeking and what we're looking for. Well, I was just, um, one of my Bibles um, that I that I have loved and I traveled on the road uh, for many years in other countries and here speaking about was the seven habits of highly effective people. So when I saw mm -hmm. your, your book and, and the books that you have created from One Habit, I thought that is one of the most brilliant ideas I have seen in a very long time good for you. How did this come about? I mean, what, what part of your 
uh, destiny or life experience. And, you know, you, you valued Steve and thought about the mm -hmm. idea of, of a habit that matters. But um, tell us more about the birth of the book and where you were at the time and what was going on in your life. It was, um, and I'll tell you this, you know, I was at an interesting point in my life. Is that I wasn't really sure what I wanted, you know, what made me happy, what, what was, where was my direction. And I was at Greg Reed. He does this thing called Secret Knock where he has these uh, speakers that come in and there's only 300 people at this event and there's almost many, um, you know, very successful people like uh, Frank Shankowitz who started the Make-A-Wish Foundation and Ron Klein who created the magnetic strip on the back of your credit card, people like this. And as I was, and I was there because I was helping Greg with the production of the video and like that. And um, as I'm listening to these people, I'm looking at them and I'm saying, what is different about that person than me? What is, is that person smarter than me? Are they luckier than me? Are they, is there, what is about them? And do they work harder than me? And, and, I, and I worked harder than everybody. And, but what I saw is, it was, I was noticing it was the things they did. So here's what happened. During a break, when um, the speakers and the, uh, all these people were signing their books that they had, they were all authors, um, I had the camera. And so I talked to my camera person. I said, listen, I got an idea. I want to ask each of these people a question. If you could instantly instill in the child one habit, what would it be and why? And so I started asking the question on camera. And as I'm listening and as I rewatch these videos later, I was amazed by two things. Number one, these highly successful people, they absolutely 100% knew the habit that served them the greatest. And number two, they were super passionate about this. So I let this idea ruminate in, in my head and not knowing what to do with it. And then last year, at the very beginning of last year, actually the end of the year before, um, I said, you know what, I'm going to put this into a book. So I went back to those people and I went to 100 other people and asked them the same question again. If you could instantly instill in a child uh, one habit, what would it be and why? And the answers came in, and I didn't have a good process, but they came in, and this became the book. Uh, I didn't know how I was going to publish it. I learned how to self-publish uh, through asking the right questions, asking the right people. And here's what's cool about this. I thought it was going to be just one book. And when it published at the time when I was doing it, I was 58 years old. And, and like I said, really wasn't sure – where my life was going. I mean, I, I could make money and I could be successful. I'm doing, I'm doing the air quotes with my fingers while I'm saying that. I didn't, love my, I didn't love what I was doing. I wasn't in love with life. I was just coasting along like every other zombie that wakes up in the morning and does their thing and goes to bed at a certain time and just life and time just keeps rolling along. And when this book came out and when I finished the process, I realized that this is just the best thing I've ever done. And I started getting questions from these, these hundred very successful people. They're saying, hey, Steve, this is a great idea. We should do one habit for women action takers. We should do one habit to beat cancer. We should do one habit for, uh, for entrepreneurial success. And so I took the same process, enhanced it, and we started bringing other authors, other contributors, and other books. And then we got to meet each other. And, and I was just – and it was interesting when I met you, Temple, because that I was doing these books based on things I wanted to learn about. But then I, I had to get out of that selfish point. And I had to look at the world and say, what are things that we can really help people with? And obviously, alcoholism 
is something that has destroyed more people, more families, more lives than, than I can, you can imagine. That and drugs are just, that they, they are the worst things in the world. They hurt so many people, and so many people can't get away from them. So the idea of doing a book with you, One Habit to Beat Alcoholism, was very, very exciting to me because I saw a lot of people who could really help. And then there's other books. I'm doing one with, uh, with Crystal, Crystal Richardson, One Habit to End Bullying, which is another, another thing that really devastates some people's lives. So the bottom line is, is that at age 58, I was able to turn my life in a direction where I could see the sun every single morning. And, and the journey became warm and beautiful again. And it became something that I just never want to stop. I'm loving it. I'm loving helping all these people. I love working with all these authors. Love working with people like you. And it's been, it's been a life-changing event for me. And it's just, and it made me realize something very interesting, that I knew people around my age. I'm, I'll be 60 on the 29th of this month in a few days. And I realized that a lot of people my age kind of given up. They think that if I haven't found it by now, I'm not going to find it. But I'm proof that they're wrong. I'm absolute proof because I did this, I, that you can find your bliss. You can find your, your direction, your thing that will, that will just wake you up in the morning and make you go to bed um, early, but get up early because you want to work on it, just something that you love. And I'm just super blessed that this – Came me. And by the way, to this day, I don't know where it really came from, but I do, you know. But the, the idea and how, this, how I was guided to creating these books still is amazing to me, Temple. Just absolutely amazing. It's the, it's the being open, isn't it? It's the, it's the difference between aging and getting old. You know, that's, that's I, think, I think, the key um, is that... Um, often um, people are trained or programmed in, in our society that, you know, you get to be a certain age and that means that you get old. I remember a relative saying that they were old when they were 40. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh. You know, being old is a, is a choice. It, it, it's, it's a choice. Um, aging is inevitable. Getting old is a choice. Um, J.C. Penney started at 57. Um in the first store and Colonel Sanders and and there are um, so many people that that's when they start some of the most significant things in their in their lives and wasn't it Bob Dylan that in his song and he said if you ain't busy living you're busy dying right so yeah yeah um, you're, you're either acting or you're growing you're doing one of the two for sure absolutely and um I just, I just love that you were willing to say yes. And I, I with uh, visionaries, that's also a part, a, a teachable moment of what people don't realize is that we say what, and we allow the universal laws to say how. You know, oh, I mean, oh, if you said, yeah. said, hey, I'm going to produce, um, you know, 30-something books in a couple of years, and, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, it would have been absolutely overwhelming. But it's uh, taking a, a step in that direction of this is important. I'm feeling a call and I'm going to answer it. And you, um, you and your team and the people that you co-author with have created some of the, the greatest books. It's just been really incredible. I was, um, I was part of a summit for the One Habit to Beat Cancer. And, um, yes. you know, 
secrets from the happiest cancer thrivers on on the planet and that was a tremendous experience for me was to connect with so many of those individuals that either uh like kathleen o'keefe cannabis had had dreams that kept telling her she had cancer and the doctors was telling her that she didn't and we're really glad that she listened to herself <laughs> it's, it's it's so it's so amazing you know i gotta tell you i've been I, I'm going to keep saying blessed because I'm, but, but this is not that cliche blessed. This is real because that I got to work on one habit to beat cancer. And we have, I think 50 people in there that have thrived through cancer. And it, a lot of it was the, was the mind, the spirit, the emotion, the intention is what it wasn't. We don't talk about what drugs you take and things like that. It's, it's about, it's about the mind and the soul and all that that makes a difference. And so through that book and all these other books I've been doing, I get to interact with these people every single day that are highly, highly, highly successful in these different microcosm of areas, beating cancer, thriving through it, women action takers, um, people that work from home. We just did a book called One Habit for a Thriving Home Office, which the timing on that couldn't be any better because there's so many companies that are closing down, you know, their glass uh, buildings in the middle of uh, of mineral cities and people are working from home now. So it's been it's been really incredible. I got to tell you something too, Temple, that I really noticed that I think that your listeners would be interested in. Um, very few of the habits we got were similar. That was, there's, we're the same. Some were kind of similar, but the thing that was a resounding, we because in the book we have a habit and then an unhabit, something to get rid of. And I kept hearing the same unhabit from all these successful people over and over and over again. And it's negative self-talk. And I, and I thought about this. I thought about this when you were talking at the beginning of opening the show today, when you're talking about your vision board and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when things are going great, it's really easy to do a vision board. When things are going fantastic, it's easy to motivate yourself when you're brushing your teeth in the morning. But when things are tough, when things are really, really tough, that's when having great habits make the biggest difference in the world. Because those are the things that, when you're down in the mud and you're trying to get up and you got to raise your right foot and move it forward, then your left foot, it's your habits that keep you going. Because that when things are really tough, that motivation wears off. It starts, it starts to lose its shine. And, but if you have great habits, and that's what I've learned from working with all these people, that if you have great habits when you're going through cancer, when, 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 you, when you have life-changing events that are happening, for you, to you, around you, part of you, that if you have great foundation of habits, they will keep you moving forward towards a path of success. And I've never, when I started this journey, I knew they were important. But I am at a point now where I I know my mission is even stronger because I realize that you can take one of these books here and just flip through it and land on a habit. And if that habit is something that resonates with you and you make it part of you and it takes about 30 days to do that and now you do that, your life can change forever with just one habit. That's why the books are called One Habit because you only need one of them. I say that if you take one of the habits out of one of our books and make it part of you, you can change your life forever. If you take five of them and make it part of who you are, you might just change the world. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, and I totally 
believe it with you. It's just, um, it's just absolutely uh, life changing. You know, totally life changing. I, I was thinking about how you know one of my favorite songs, and I love to kind of do it in front of a group, especially a serious group, because they look at you like you've lost your mind. But I do the uh, hokey pokey. But the the key uh-huh. the key point that I always want to make at the end. And obviously, I don't do the whole song, but I just do a little piece of it. And then I do, you know, you put your whole self in, you take your whole self out, you put your whole self in, and then you turn yourself around. You know, this the so many people live their life waiting to turn themselves around before they put their whole self in. You know, I'm going to wait till I don't have a problem. Oh. I'm going to wait till the kids go off to college. I'm going to wait till I get through this divorce. I'm going to wait and... And, and what they don't realize is that when that problem, challenge, whatever is set aside, another one just falls right in its place, you know. Um, and one of the favorite things I say is, you know, that as somebody said to me, I really want to be a um, spiritual leader like you, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm going to wait till a time in my life where I don't have any problems. And I said, oh, so you're going to do it in the afterlife then. <laughs> you know, we're oh my human. Oh my goodness, you're so right. <laughs> we're, we're human beings. I mean, we're human beings. Life isn't about not having problems. It's about who you are in the midst of them. It's about how you manage them in the midst of them. Life won't ever be, you know, without, without problems. Or, or we could use the word stop you know, still trying to overcome problems, still trying to overcome problems. It's like, that's not what it's about. It's about that you you keep, like you said, putting a foot forward. You keep picking up a, that habit that you pull forth and you, 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 you surrender to. Um, and everyone that's tuning in, you can go to one habit, the number one habit.com, and you'll see uh, the resources that we're talking about the various books that you can order, they make great gifts. They make great um, coffee table books also that you can just, like Stephen was saying, you just open up and say, okay, what is it I need to know about me today? I love those kind of books. And you just open up and let it free fall on like, oh, okay, this is the habit I need to be working with um, for now. But we were extremely excited about about the book, um, One Habit, to beat alcoholism. And we, we realize that it takes a lot of habits, you know, to, to do healthy sobriety. I could tell you probably 33 of them right now to line up with, you know, one a year, but we want one because it could be one habit that saves a child that um, will make a difference in a, in a, in an individual's life of moving forward or destroying their home from alcoholism and, all those kind of things. I think it was in April I had checked, and there were close to a million people that had already died from alcoholism. It's terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. That's why this book is so important. And by the way, that's why that's why this book is also hard to write because that you this it's hard for everybody, quite frankly, unless they're really locked into the idea of habits to look at their life and go, okay, I was successful. I made it through this. What was the one biggest thing? That was the life changer, the life changing habit, the thing I did every day that got me through this, that made me, that brought me to where I am today. 
And that's that's not an easy thing to be interested. And sometimes it's hard to be introspective, especially after you've been through a battle like like so many people have been through. But once once you figure it out and you go, oh, yeah, that's right. That's the thing I did. That becomes such a cathartic moment that it's incredible. And and a lot of my writers, contributors to books have said to me, you know, Steve, it's so interesting because I've just kind of went on automatic pilot with my habits and my things going on and my business is good. My life is good. And I didn't really take a moment to look back and say, what was the one habit that served me the most? And many of them, many of them said, when I did that just now, again, it revitalized me internally, spiritually, emotionally, and made me realize that there is something that was, that's great here that I almost forgot about. And that's been cathartic moments for many, many of our contributors. And those of you that are saying, oh, this is my opportunity to share my story, and you see the impact of storytelling, which can transform somebody's life forever, um, please go to my website, templehays.com, and just fill out your name and information of how I can get in touch with you on the contact page. Or we also have a Facebook page, One Habit to Beat Alcoholism. You can find us there. We'd love to interact with you and hear about your story. And we are extremely knowing that this this book, uh, it's so important. We have other pandemics and we have other things in our culture. But people are way too asleep because they just don't realize how many lives go to drugs and alcohol every year? That ought to be, that is what upset its people, <laughs> is that we need yeah. to fix this. We need to change this in addition to the other things that you're not happy about. I get it. But I tell you, this is, um, is such a big deal, people that are addicted to sugar, that are addicted to alcohol, that then change it into drugs often. And so it's important. Again, go to onehabit.com, also templehays.com, and let us hear from you. We are extremely excited to have you be part of this book, and it's not only going to be transformative, but imagine the people that have an opportunity to, to wake up. I want to thank Unity Online Radio. It truly is the voice for the awakening world, and we're very grateful that you give us the platform And we'll be right back after this short break. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, all of you, you intentional spirits. And we're just blessing your life today and all sentient beings. We're just, you know, life is, is such a blessing. It's, it's such a gift. And just appreciate you tuning in today. We have been talking with Stephen Samless. He is the creator of the One Habit series And he has many books that are out from 
how to a habit one to beat cancer, habit one to end bullying is going to be out soon, 100 habits from the happiest achievers on the planet. Well, that sounds like a book that everybody could use, especially <laughs> right at this time. But you can go to one habit, that's the number one habit.com. You can also get the information on our Facebook page, either my Facebook page, or we also have um, Stephen and I are co-authoring a book currently called The One Habit to Beat Alcoholism. And we are seeking authors to participate in what we feel is a life-changing, redefining moment for people to have your story featured in this book. And so if you have an interest in telling your story, you know, someone told me years ago that if you take a story in your life and you divide it by the many people you've told, that's how many healings you were able to get from that particular story. And I love that. I love that. So I want you to picture what it would be like to make your story matter. And that's when, when Steve and I started talking about, you know, my being part of this book and, and being blessed, feeling blessed that he asked me, um, I've never wanted my story to be a secret because I felt like I had earned the story, the, the crazy things that I put myself and my, my parents and my family through for, you know, 15 straight years. Um, I mean, I made the paper, I won trophies, I was an overachiever, I was an all-American athlete, I had a phenomenal job with a European company. I mean, if you were just barely looking in, you couldn't tell that beyond the hours you could see me was a whole lot of crazy. <laughs> wow. you know? But you just wouldn't have known it because I was doing the other things to offset what people believe that, you know, being an alcoholic is because as I like to say, you know, being alcoholic isn't when you drink or how often you drink. It's what you become when you do. So that's, that, by the way, is is just an eye-opener because I think a lot of people think that, oh, I, I'm not an alcoholic because I don't drink every day. Mm-hmm. But but you're right. There are people out there that when they do, it's once every two weeks, but they just they, they, they black out. They ruin their life. They ruin relationships. And they all know. And, and what's, something else I want to say, too, the, the way we put this process together for our book, we made it for somebody that's not a writer but has a story to tell. So what they do is they go to this, they go to this page and they basically fill out one box at a time. You know, what's your habit? What's your reason why? How do you apply this to your life? And it's just one little step at a time. And by the time you're done with this page, you, you basically have, have given your entire submission, your chapter. So we made it super, super easy. But I want to go back to what you said because that I think there's people out there that used to do that that were technically an alcoholic because that when they did drink, they were blacking out, they were getting car wrecks, they were, all the problems that were being created, and now they, they're not doing that anymore. And we want to hear those stories. We want to hear the stories across the board because it, there's value in there, like you said. You know, and, and, and you are amazing because it, you, I think a lot of people might get through it and then hide. And I think the process of hiding is very possibly as damaging as what you went through at the time because now you're 
constantly thinking about, oh, I don't want to look at this, that this never existed, you know? I, am, am I right about that? Oh, well, for me, you are. I mean, to me, I've, I've earned my story. And, it, you know, it it's like if my story can help anyone, you know, at any time. And what happened for me is, you know, we were coming in, I was coming into sobriety and, you know, in the 80s. And other than Betty Ford, um, you know, no one was ever mentioning that or talking about it. Or they had an image of what an alcohol, uh, an alcoholic person looked like. You know, someone mm-hmm. that didn't care, someone that didn't have a job. Like people have these, they desensitize, like people that think of the word homeless. You don't think about somebody that was making six figures that transitioned from one company to another, got to a new state, you know, they, the company closed down and there they are and they're stuck. You tend to think of, it, it makes it convenient for our society to say, well, it's those people over there, you know. Yeah. That apply, right? And that wouldn't apply to my family. That wouldn't apply to my life. But it's a mess, you know, usually. But it's it's very interesting with that in that to me, if if my story can can be heard by anyone, and so back in the eighties, coming into the nineties, what happened for me is that I had I feel like I was born to be a speaker. You know, it's just my thing. I I love it. I love the unpredictability of it, et cetera. <clears throat> and I was speaking to a group and had been for many weeks um, about life and the positiveness of life and the possibilities of life. And so I was going to be a guest speaker in St. Petersburg, and I was going to do the same method of speaking that I had always been doing for a 20-minute talk is 14 written pages of my of my talk. You know, we weren't putting things on Word doc and, you know, all that back then. And so... Yeah. And so I am getting ready to be introduced, Steve, and I get a message from somewhere that says to me, tell your alcohol story. And I'm like, I'm like, like arguing. I'm like, I'm like, I have a skirt on, you know, imagine I'm sitting up on this little platform, sitting there. The audience is looking at me. They're getting ready to introduce me and do my bio. And I'm getting the message tell your alcohol story. And I'm like, say what? (laughs) You know, but I did. I did because I know I've learned, I've lived too long that I, you know, I I was, I was uh, tuning into, you know, listening to what I was being guided because I sure didn't do that for those 15 years as, as you've already figured out. So I told it and I have never seen as long of a line in my life of people that were crying and people that said I wasn't supposed to be here today. A Hollywood producer said my friend invited me here and almost drugged me to come here to this, you know, spiritual community today. And, and I was supposed to be here and I, I have an issue or my wife has an issue. And that was it for me. I went, I won't ever be silent again. I won't ever be quiet again. I won't ever participate in something again that will not let me, you know, tell my, tell my story. Um, I traveled with career track, um, and people would complain, uh, because I would tell them that I was in sobriety, you know, on the, on the comment page, 
And you know, usually the people that complain, we already know why, right? I hit a button, yeah. right? I hit a nerve. Yeah, they don't want, they don't want, I don't want to be living this. They don't want to deal with it. Uh -huh. And so they asked me, the management asked me, is it important to your story? And I said, it is one of the most important stories I have to tell in my life. I survived myself. That's a big story, okay? <laughs> because, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, so the stories, the magic of stories are, are transformative. And so we're inviting you to be part of that change for people, is to be willing to, to put your name on something that can, can really impact people's lives. Please go to my website, templehaze.com. Uh, you can uh, contact Steve through one habit, the number one habit.com or join our Facebook page. If you, if you're already public and leave a comment on our Facebook page, the one habit to beat alcoholism. Well, um, and, and, and by the way, by the way, there's a, uh, if you go to one habit.com, there's a link there. It says become a contributor. And if you click on there, you'll see the book in there and you just fill out the page, check the book and you hit submit and we'll send you a link to do your contribution. So it tells everything about how you become part of it and how this community, you know, what's cool about this too, Temple is as we started to grow, the people that are, that are contributing to one habit to beat alcoholism and one habit to beat cancer and one habit for a thriving home office. There's about 500 people now that have contributed, maybe more that have contributed the books so far. And we have a lot more to come and they've all become a very strong support group for each other, even though they're different things. Um, we have, a, we have a, uh, the uh, one habit contributors group and people are always in there helping each other. It's, it's amazing. And I think that, I think what's really interesting is a lot of people said to me, you know, I always wanted to write a book, but I just couldn't figure out what the steps were. It was just so confusing. And by being able to put my toe in the water on this one, I got to experience what it was like from the very beginning of writing my chapter. I just know I got to do 20 more and I got a whole book and what it was like to see the distribution. Our books, by the way, one Habit to Beat, Alcoholism, all the other books, they're in 39,000 locations around the world, between bricks and mortar and online locations. Between libraries, there's 180 um, bookstores around the world that have this thing called an espresso book machine, and there's 7 million books in it. And you walk up to it and say, I would like One Habit to Beat, Alcoholism. I would like to I could purchase a copy of One Habit for Thriving Home Office. And this machine prints, binds, and spits out a book that looks exactly like something you buy off of Amazon. It's just incredible. That's, that's amazing. What was the first book that you did? Was it the Happy Happiest Achiever book? Yeah, the very, fir the very first book I did was literally just called One Habit, 100 ha Habits from the Happiest Achievers on the Planet. And that was going to be the only book I was going to do. That was going to be <laughs> it. That was that one book, and that was it. <laughs> and um, that's when that's when several of these very high achievers, happy achievers, said to me, you know, Steve, this is more than a book. This is a movement. I've I've got people. This 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 is what's really interesting to me too. And maybe maybe because I have a red car and and I, I notice other red cars when I got a red car. I don't know. If that's uh, the thing. Hey, brother, but, I have a red car too. Just there saying. you go. <laughs> Like, like mine, like mine, obviously. Uh, I, I don't know what you think, but it seems like I'm hearing more people talking about habits right now. And the other thing that's really interesting, really interesting, is when, when things are tough, people go on a search for knowledge, which I think is just we're right place at the right time, uh, obviously. 
you know, what you're doing there and what we're doing here with these books. I mean, we're giving, we're giving knowledge to people. We're giving them the access to knowledge where they can take small, tiny steps. And I'm just noticing so many people are talking about habits now. And, you know, highly, The Seven Habits to Highly Successful People, I read that book too. It was a great book. I just thought to myself that people are very different. And I, I thought to myself that, you know something, people are, are very different, and I think that there's more than seven. I, I wanted to customize it in a way where that serendipity, the idea of grabbing that book and flipping through it. You don't read these books cover to cover. If, if you, the new book we're doing, One Habit for um, Entrepreneurial Success with Forbes Riley, that one is crazy. It's 820 pages. It's actually Guinness Book of World Records has told us it's the largest book on entrepreneurship ever published when it comes out on October 16th. And we're, we're, we're going through the process right now to get our certificate from, from Guinness for that. Um, but you would never read that book cover to cover. You, that, would, that just gives you more habits to flip through and allow one to find you. And when it finds you, that's a game changer. And even I'm holding one of the books in my hand right now, One Habit for a Thriving Home Office. And once again, I just flipped through it. And there's this one. <clears throat> Start your day with strong. See, here's what's interesting. The habits in here are, they cover all, all parts of your life, even though they're specific. Like the one here is for a thriving home office. But we have habits in there about getting started. Start your day with movement. Um, getting a second monitor for your computer, you know, things of that nature. And what's very interesting is that to be a successful entrepreneur, to be successful in life, a lot of these habits transcend. Even the book, even in the book, one habit to, to beat cancer. If, if you took some of those habits and just did those in your life to get your life on balance, you would be happier and healthier anyhow. And so it's quite interesting how these habits can transcend from one thing to another. It's so powerful. And are there, uh, is there a way or have you heard from, I know you have, um, from people that have said, you know, I, I, I opened this book and it, it's given me ideas that have changed my life. I mean, what are, what are some of your most uh, rewarding stories with the One Habit series? I know you have many, but could you bring it down to two or three that you oh, went, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm doing this. Yeah, um, it, there, there's, there's a lot of these, which is really interesting to me. One of them that was really uh, inspiring was, was a mom that actually bought the book for herself. And this was, uh, this was the one habit for a thriving home office because she was working in a, in, a, in a company, got laid off, had just started her new business when, when COVID happened. And our book came along, and she found it. And her daughter's a little bit older and is helping with the business as well. And she actually wrote this comment on Amazon, too, that she shared it with her, with her daughter. And they've been using it as a way to, to navigate the path of working from home because they never did it before. And, and that's changing their lives, which is just, which is just extraordinary to me. But then there's, then there's the other stories about – the contributors, and I go back to those cathartic moments where they thank me so much for letting them be a part of these books and being part of the family I created and letting them explore these habits with not just in themselves but with others as well. Um, there's been one of my favorites is uh, Ruth is, uh, uh, is one of our contributors. And Ruth invented this. Uh, she was a maid 
and she invented this a way of changing sheets that they didn't pop out of the corner and you didn't have to lift up the corner to put them in, and she got a patent on it. And um, her habit was very interesting. Her habit, and, 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 and for me it was inspiring, was to ask greatly, to ask, just to go out there and when you need help with something, do not be afraid. Don't limit your success by what you ask for. Don't say, oh, I don't deserve that. So she went to that my pillow guy and, and went to him and said, listen, you've got pillows, I got sheets, let's team up together. And now they're doing a business venture together. And so she went from being a maid and within three years is making a lot of money, has a beautiful home, brand new cars, a, a thriving business now. And it's just been a game changer. And, and it all had to do with her singular habit of not being afraid to ask powerfully. Because here's the thing that I've learned, and, and, I've, and I, there's so much I've learned, but one of the biggest things I've learned is we self-edit our success. We literally, we literally, I, as an example, I was changing the cover for one of our books. And one, one of our writers was writing back, well, because I was putting this, it's, it's actually a thriving home office, and there's this beautiful, amazing home office library that I was going to put on the cover of the book, and I think I'm going to do that. But people write me, and they're saying, well, Steve, no one's ever going to be able to get that. You should put something on that's attainable. And I go, no, I'm not going to limit, I'm, I'm not going to limit people's dreams, saying, okay, you, this is amazing, but this is what you deserve. And we, as human beings, are always limiting our own success. We are, sadly, our, our worst enemy when it comes to our potential. Because uh, we, we, we say, okay, I'm, I'm just going to stop here because that I just don't think I can get that. I should be happy with where I am. And you shouldn't. You should, you should always be stretching. You should always be grasping for more. Because as you become better yourself, as you, the more money you make, the more, more people you have, the happier you become, the more people you can support in life, the more people that can depend on you, the more people you can mentor. And to do that, you have to remove those limiting thoughts. Because if, you if you're limiting your own thoughts, what are you doing to your kids? What are you doing to your coworker? What are you doing to your family and your friends? And the limiting thoughts, which once again were uh, unhabit that I heard many, many times. And that's something that, I mean, I hear my friends doing that now. And I go out of my way to say, listen, I don't ever want to hear you talk like that again because you're better than that. And if, if, every time you say that, even though you are joking and don't mean it, your subconscious, your mind is going like, oh, that's, that's actually true. And, and it's sad that there's so much greatness inside of people, and there's so much magnificence, and there's so much love and caring that people can share with others, but they limit themselves with those self-limiting conversations that they have with themselves. And that's one of the biggest things to break. If I had to say to your, to your listeners out there, if there's one habit because there's not one because in the book we have habits and unhabits. So an unhabit, a thing to break, is stop those limiting conversations with yourself. Stop saying, "Oh, I'm so stupid." Of course I did that. Those things are impactful, and you don't think they are, but they affect you. And after a while, they wear on you. You've got to realize: do not limit your. Don't create a vision board with a motorhome on it, and that's where I'm going to live. You know, create a vision board with a mansion with 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 the most beautiful sunrise, with the, with the things in your life that will truly make you happy. Because that's, by being able to step outside, to be able to step outside 
of your self-limiting beliefs and just open the door, that's when true greatness comes. And if you get that greatness within you, you can share it with others. And that's the best thing you can do for everybody is to unlimit yourself. And that and that's so powerful. And and storytelling will continue to heal you and and heal you time and time again. And that's why for me, you know, the part of my part of my history, you know, history describes you, but it doesn't need to define you. And I I see so many people that well because you know they at one time were a practicing alcoholic, they still live in shame, they still live in guilt. You know, they still live in these, um, you know, sad stories of, of victimhood. And um, it, to me, it's like you gave that those years of your life already. Don't keep giving away these years now and, you know, make it make it fun. I mean, I, you know, people say, do you want something to drink? And I go, I drank so much in my day, you know, I can still add water and feel it. It was highly concentrated. Ha, ha, ha. You know, or, or someone will say, you know, they'll say, um, are you offended if I drink around you? And I say, I'm offended if you don't. You know, I think too much of me. You know, it's just because I can't doesn't mean that it's not okay for you. You know, it's not a not a club thing, you know. So it's um it's very empowering when you when you live in your story and you own it and how it shape shifted your life uh, to the best part of your destiny. So I'm I'm grateful that I can say, you know, happy 33rd birthday to myself today um, of, you know, what are the 33 things that I've gained in my life because I, I no longer participate with an allergy called alcoholism. It's, it's wonderful mm -hmm. to live life awake. It's wonderful to live and actually remember the day before or the week before. And it's really nice not having all the, um, the highway patrol or the state patrol know what kind of car you drive and know where you live. <laughs> wow. wow. That's really nice, right? That's really nice. Um, I was telling him a story um, a few Sundays ago about how um, many years ago I left a, a bar and I was, I was very drunk and I was driving and um, I'm going down the road and, you know, this was, again, like in the, in the, like in 1980 something. And, you know, it was a different, they were friendlier about those things then. And so the guy just pulled me over and he said, you know, ma'am, you, you just need to turn your lights on. You know, and, and had I said, thank you, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, that would have been all that needed to happen. But no, I needed to argue with him. And what do you think you're doing? And why are you bothering uh and then he realized, of course, I was, you know, incapable of driving. But, um, you know, it's okay that you've had a season in your life when you didn't have your lights on. And um, imagine being part of helping somebody else turn their lights on by sharing your sacred story. So Steve and I are really hoping that you will take the time to contribute. As it, he said earlier, it couldn't be any easier. It's a link that I'll, that I'll send you or he'll send you or that you'll get if you go on one habit, the number one habit.com. You can go and be a contributor and you'll see the book right there. And it, mm -hmm. it's, it's so easy to do. It, it, it'll take you what a total of an hour, an hour and a half. Just don't make it big, you know, um, just see it as a process because, um, it doesn't take long the story at all. If anything, you'll want to do more writing than you can fit into the, uh, section. <laughs> 
exactly what that's exactly what will happen. And, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, like like you said, I mean, it's it's when you get done with this form, it's so cathartic because we ask you questions, you answer the questions, you d- you dig into your soul, and you pull out the answers that are most appropriate that you're going to share. And so by giving you this simple, tiny baby step, one thing after another, before you know it, you've done your whole chapter. And when you see it laid out in the book, and when you see it, it's, this is also going to give people permission to tell their story Absolutely. about how they do something and with, and, and give them permission in a way. And also hopefully to realize that by now that you have permission, you've always had it by the way, but now you feel you have permission to tell your story. You can impact other people that quite frankly, don't even realize they have this problem. What's beautiful about this book is when we finish it, there's the people that have been impacted by the people that alcoholism has impacted them internally. There's the people externally that are being impacted by it that can now buy this book and give it to somebody they love and say, listen, just open this up, flip through and find one thing. And do, if you do that one thing, it could change your life. Absolutely. That's what we want to achieve. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. We appreciate you. We celebrate you. Thank you for being an um, intelligent. Thank you for being, yeah, that too, an intentional spirit. We're so blessed and grateful that you are with us today. God bless you on this amazing journey that we call life. Thank you so much, uh, Stephen Samuels, for being part of our program today and blessing us by your presence. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.